0: Welcome to Love Your Heart, brought to you by Cleveland Clinic's Seidel and Arnold Miller Family Heart, Vascular, and Thoracic Institute. These podcasts will help you learn more about your heart, thoracic, and vascular systems, ways to stay healthy, and information about diseases and treatment options. Enjoy.
1: Hi, I'm Dr. Sidish Murthy. I'm the uh, section head of uh, general thoracic surgery here at the Cleveland Clinic main campus. I have with me today my director of robotic surgery, Dr. Usman Ahmad, and together we'd like to update you and inform you about the use of robotics in thoracic surgery. Robotics crept into our practice probably, certainly within the last decade, but really within the last five years, We're one of the few service lines of general thoracic surgery in the country that actually has their own robot available to them every day in their operating theaters. With our high throughput and volume, we're able to leverage the technology and the advantages that the robot provides to deliver expedited and high-end care for patients with chest cancers. Dr. Ahmad, he came to me about five years ago, having trained at a very distinguished place in New York City. has now also moved up the ranks of uh, skilled robotic surgeons. Together, he and I have performed well over a 1,000 robotic operations that have included lung surgeries, have included surgeries on the stomach and esophagus, and have included other surgeries in the chest to take out various types of cancers.
0: Thank you, Dr. Murthy, for the kind introduction. Um, We're very excited to share this with you, um, that with our newer technologies, such as robotic technology and other minimally invasive technologies, uh, we're able to perform complex operations for simple as well as complex uh, diseases of the chest very efficiently uh, with quick recovery, and a chance to get back to normal life uh, much quicker than would be the case um, with regular open surgery. Cleveland Clinic is very special in several regards, and one of them is the fact that there's great surgeons who support each other. There's great nurses, physicians, nurse practitioners, residents, fellows, medical students who are all Focus not just on their own training and learning, but also primarily on taking care of our patients. And this results in outstanding outcomes, whether it's a surgical problem or a medical problem. And the robotic program of the chest surgery, especially cancers of the chest, is no different than that we've been able to accomplish uh, performing complex procedures repeatedly, you know, nearly several times every week um, for cancers of the lung, esophagus, other other organs of the chest, and we're very fortunate that they we're able to have excellent results for our patients. There's nothing that's more gratifying than someone who can be helped and can walk out of the hospital shaking your hand um, with their problem solved uh, to a large extent. So we think that uh, robotic technology has added significantly to allowing us in Take care of cancers of the chest, as well as non-cancerous problems of the chest, especially of the esophagus, stomach uh, swallowing problems, acid reflux problems. Um, things uh, such as hiatal hernias are, uh, are much easier to take care of uh, robotically as compared to other approaches. Um, and the technology has allowed us to do things that would probably not be as easily doable In a minimally invasive fashion. So, um, Dr. Murthy, what do you think is the uh, greatest advantage of the robotic approach in somebody who has a hernia of the stomach going into the chest, you know, problem swallowing? Uh, And as you know, these are chronic problems that happen over time. Patients suffer with pain in the upper part, in the lower part of the chest or upper part of the abdomen, difficulty getting food down, food gets stuck or they might have severe acid reflux. Um, You might have heard the words hiatal hernia, gastric volvulus, uh, acid reflux, or GERD, and such. And, you know, Dr. Murthy here has uh, really built a great expertise in taking care of these problems, whether or without the robot, but since we're talking about robotic technology here, we'll just hear from him how his practice has changed and how he's been able to use the technology to perform these operations better, to for better outcomes.
1: So just to let you know what we do in general thoracic surgery, we operate from the Adam's apple down to the navel, and most things in between. We don't do much heart surgery anymore, although we all trained as heart surgeons. We've kind of specialized and do some of the organs outside of the heart, which, as Dr. Ahmad has just said, include the lungs, the esophagus. Turns out the stomach is close there. in in front of the heart is the mediastinum, and also the chest wall. So in regards to these gastric operations, these stomach operations for heartburn, for reflux, for difficulty swallowing, there's little doubt that these modern, newer technologies have added significantly to the performance of these types of operations. They are challenging operations. And they are challenging uh, problems for patients to have. I mean, it's difficult to have. To, it's difficult if you can't swallow properly, or if you have a cancer down blocking the the passage of food from your esophagus to your stomach, or if you're refluxing and you have to sleep upright. But the robotic technologies and minimal invasive technologies, as well as our experience, really has allowed us to understand and manage those problems that need operations a little bit more uh, swiftly and easily for patients. Smaller incisions usually mean slightly less pain, and these operations that we do with the robotic platforms are generally done with much smaller incisions, whether they're done in the abdomen or in the chest, and that generally translates to less pain. There is no mistaking, though, that these are big operations. These are not small operations, even though the technology is small. These are still very complex, very large operations. And we're pretty comfortable with our experience now that the operations that we're able to do with the robotic platforms and instrumentation are really not significantly different than the operations we used to do with bright lights and cold steel. The old in large incisions, these operations are essentially identical. That's one of the hallmarks of the doing a robotic operation is you're doing the same operation. you're just doing it a little bit more in a little bit more user-friendly fashion for the patient. In fact, Dr. Ahmad has looked at our country's experience with the robotics in terms of lung cancer surgery and found that the surgeries done with the robot for lung cancer are every bit as good as they are with a six inch incision, which is the standard type of uh, operation that many people in the country still get for a lung cancer. So these minimally invasive platforms are replacing some of these older operations because they are better for patients, they are not compromising outcome, from a cancer, and uh, the technology is advancing and uh, provides this uh, outstanding visualization for the intricacies of these types of operations. And so, again, Dr. Ahmad has helped us review our own country's experience, and what do you think about the use of uh, robotic operations, particularly for lung cancer?
0: That's a great point, Sid, and um, you know, I'd like to expand on the point that Dr. Murthy was making that we can perform these operations through small incisions and although on the inside the operation is the same, on the outside the optics of it are a little bit different, I think that does translate into a significant difference in how one does after surgery. Because although it's the same amount of lung being removed or part of the esophagus being fixed, if that can be done with relatively less pain less cutting through muscles, less spreading of the ribs, so on and so forth, the end result is dramatically different. So most of our patients who have lung surgery for, uh, through the robotic platform or the other minimally invasive platforms actually look pretty good and feel pretty good the day after surgery. And I would say that 70 to 80% of our patients are home with their loved ones within 48 to 72 hours after their surgery. and. In pretty good shape. They're up and walking, their pain is really reasonably well controlled with oral pain medications, and they're up, you know, wanting to do daily activities, which is a remarkable difference from surgery that was done even as close as five to ten years ago with spreading ribs and so on and so forth. And in the current times, a very important point that you know, we would like to share with you is that this less pain translates into a much bigger impact in terms of less use of narcotics for the patient, for the society, for the healthcare systems, and so on and so forth. It makes a huge difference if you're taking less narcotics, which is something that we think we've been able to accomplish using minimally invasive technologies, such as robotic uh, technologies. In terms of the quality of the operation, now this is something that patients want to know, but they don't know how to ask. Everybody wants to know if they're going to be okay after their surgery, if um, their quality of life is going to be okay, and if they're going to live, you know, the next many happy years with their loved ones after their cancer operation or their non-cancer operations. So it is very important to understand that the quality of the operation should not Change, however, the operation is being done. Whether it's done through a big open incision on the side and spreading of the ribs, or it's being done with the camera and small instruments with the robot, and so on and so forth, and that is the explanation that the patients should be asking for from their healthcare team, from their surgeons, from their nurses, from from their physicians, and so on and so forth, um, and we're. We're very fortunate and very happy to report that that is that outcome is front and center in our minds when we're doing these operations. If there's any doubt that the robotic technology or the robotic instruments are not going to be able to perform as well as our hands will, we don't hesitate in making a bigger incision and doing the right operation because at the end of the day, that's what is more important. Having said that. As Dr. Murthy pointed out, if we look at patients with early cancers of the lung or of the esophagus or what is called the thymus gland in the chest, um, we can do these operations as well, if not better, with the robot uh, compared to open surgery. And if you add on the quick recovery, less pain, less narcotics on top of that, I think it's a win-win situation. Uh, we are very happy to see our patients recover quicker and do well um, after these surgeries. And, have, and still have a very good cancer operation, as good, if not better, uh, than open surgery.
1: So I'll, I'll, uh, I'll end this uh, with uh, some common sense for all of you. Now I'm working on about 10,000 operations in my uh, grizzled career, and my uh, young faculty here at Dr. Ahmad is probably about 1,500 operations into his. And I can tell you from my practice, unfortunately, I don't think I've ever met one of those patients that was ever designed for anything we did to them. So I don't know if there's a human being that's designed for an operation. So what these technologies actually do is I think they make these operations a little bit more user-friendly for patients. Again, less pain, as Dr. Ahmad has just said. The anatomy on the outside of the body is less It's less changed because the incisions are smaller, so there's even less scarring. These are are big interventions, unfortunately. Anyone who needs an operation, unfortunately, is subject to a pretty big intervention, which was not, unfortunately, designed to be done. There is no operation that was supposed to be done on someone. But these technologies do make these operations easier to recover from. So the two major things that you want to know is, one, can your problem be solved? That's the first thing. And two, can you recover from the solution? That's the second. So with these technologies, and particularly in the robot today, which we're chatting about, the ability to solve many of these problems is at least as good as any other operation that we do. So we don't compromise anything on whether we can solve the problem by using the robot. And we have a pretty good sense that our patient's ability to recover from these operations is at least as good, if not far better, using this minimally invasive platforms. And with that, I think we'll end uh, this morning's uh, discussion. And, um, and if you need us, you know where we live. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. We welcome your comments and feedback. Please contact us at heart at ccf.org. Like what you heard? Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or listen at clevelandclinic.org slash podcast.